bit of a sad dimension in this gospel is this, this young man who uh, must have heard Jesus proclaiming his message and felt called to follow him, bounds up to Jesus, kneels down, and says, what must I do to inherit everlasting life? And then Jesus uh, names some of the commandments, and, and this, this young guy says, I, I, I follow these from the time of my youth. Then Jesus says, there's one more thing I'm going to ask you to do. Go, give away what you have, sell your possessions, give to the poor, and then come follow me. And then there's a, a detail in this, uh, this gospel that the, uh, the young guy, there's a look of sadness that comes out upon his face, maybe his shoulders slumped, and he turns and, and, and walks away. It apparently had many possessions, many things, and he wasn't quite ready to let go and give his full yes. Now, I, I would be hopeful that uh, down the road with God's grace, life experience, that he would be ready to come back and, and give his, his yes to the Lord. But uh, God respects our freedom, and he allowed him to walk. And then um, you know, Jesus, he turns to his, his, his disciples, and he says, how hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Now, I don't think Jesus is saying here that material things are inherently evil. I mean, we all need, we all need material things in our, in our lives. But it's rather he wants us to look at what's at the center, what's at, what's, what's at the core, who's on the throne of our heart. Is it something, some relationship? And I'll come back to this uh, about this, this young guy in connection with, with, with all of us. And you might be thinking, well, there is no way I would ever let any possession of mine come to possess me completely. No way. Uh, let, let me, I came across a little inventory here in connection with uh, something that's part of most of our lives. It's a small electronic device that we, that we would uh, you know, typically spend a, a, a lot of time with. And uh, let me just uh, share this inventory, see if any of this, any of this connects with you. Do you find yourself spending more time on your phone than you realize? Do you find yourself spending more time texting, tweeting, emailing, rather than talking to people face-to-face? Is face-to-face becoming less and less and screen more and more? Has the amount of time you spend on your phone been increasing and increasing and increasing? Do you regularly sleep with your phone on or under your pillow or next to your bed? Are you, tempted, are you strongly tempted to text or email while you're driving? You know, we all know that's a, you know, that's a no-no, but it could be it's, it's a strong temptation. Do you feel reluctant to be without your phone even for a short amount of time? Do you check your emails or other messages within 15 minutes of waking up in the morning? When you eat your meals, is your phone always a part of the table setting? When your phone beeps, buzzes, or rings, do you feel an intense urge to check for texts, tweets, or emails, even if it interrupts work, a project, or even a conversation? And one last one here, if you, if you respond with yes to this one, it probably means you have a full-blown addiction. Do you, find it, do you find that you regularly check your emails during one of Monsignor Knox's homilies? <laughs> now, now, now I know, I know no, one would ever, no one would ever do that, but I have to think that uh, that's probably one of the things we're going to maybe have to turn in before we enter the, through the pearly gates. But, but the, I just use that as a little example there that uh, we may think that our attachment to things are maybe not, but, you know, the things of life can, the spiritual masters of our tradition talk about a healthy detachment. And when they say that, it's not that we're, we, we don't care or we're not involved, we're not engaged. 
Yeah, because again, the things of our lives are, uh, you, know, you know, we need those. But there can come to the point of an unhealthy detachment where something's more, almost an, an idolatry, where it, it's right at the center and we, we bow down before it. And uh, we might think we're beyond that, but uh, there's a lot of temptations on the journey. And when Jesus says that it's easier to pass through the eye of a needle, you know, we, again, it's something for us to take a look at in our, in, in our, in our lives. And just some, some wisdom points from, from this gospel here. You know, I find, just from my own experience, that because we're all in that, that journey, aren't we? That the more that the Lord is at the center and on, on the throne, the more we are given a well-ordered life perspective and focus. Not that life is, is ever easy, but uh, we're centered in something that's rock solid and eternal, and, it, and it's the Lord. If there's something else on the throne there, we're always going to be a little bit, uh, there's a little kind of disorder there in terms of the order. But uh, the Lord is the one who keeps us on, on the right path. Secondly, as we grow in our union with the Lord, what's going to happen is we're going to become more grateful because everything is pure gift. Everything we have in our, your life, my life, anything we have, it's pure gift. And as we get more connected to the Lord, that also is in its proper order. And we become wise managers and stewards of what God has blessed us with. And we use wisely the things that we are, that we are, we are blessed with. And uh, that's, that's certainly grace that, uh, that all of us need because we, so we can so easily get off course. And stop and think about it, but uh, your life, my life, everything we have, eventually it's going to pass away. Sometimes we may live like we're, we're going to take it all with us, but the only thing that's eternal is our immortal soul. But uh, we don't, we don't want to be living our lives like uh, we're going to be uh, again, having, as Billy Graham one time say, having like a U-Haul following the hearse, and it's not going to, it's not going to happen. You know, so it's, it's, it's all going to pass. And I think there's, there's, there's wisdom in knowing that. And I, I think that's that healthy detachment. I think the Lord wants us to enjoy life on this side of heaven, but always to keep in focus where he wants us to go, and that's to eternal life. Back to this young guy in, in today's gospel. And uh, all, all, all the characters in scripture really reflect uh, usually us. And uh, he wasn't quite ready to give us yes, and the Lord always respects our freedom. He's never going to twist our arm, follow me. He gave this young guy the freedom to walk away. But I would be hopeful, again, with God's race, life experience, he'd make that U-turn back, back to the Lord. He'd be ready to give his yes. I mean, there's a time in my life, I had a couple years, my late teens, where I was really disconnected from my faith and from the church. And uh, in hindsight, I can see I'd kind of put myself at the center of the universe, and that's not a good, good place to be. You know, I thought I knew it all, and life eventually brought me to my knees, and I had an awakening, and that kind of set me in a whole different path. But I, I had to get out of the center and allow the Lord to be at the center. And that's still ongoing, because I think he always has, has more to give us. But he wants that freely given yes on our part. I think it's a, a great detail in this gospel that the Lord looks with love upon this young man, maybe even as he's walking away. And uh, that's how he looks upon you and me. And even if we, uh, we, we take a hike and walk away, he's always going to be knocking at the door, always gently inviting us back because he wants a freely given yes. Because he has, what we were, he has the words of eternal life. And when he's at the center, we know a deep joy, a deep peace. Never, life is never easy, 
But when he's at the center, we're really on solid ground and we're on the path of a well-ordered life and a, a strong, healthy discipleship. So as we gather today, we're probably at different places here in this church. And maybe, uh, maybe this is your first time here. Maybe you're searching and seeking, not quite sure what, what you believe, or maybe you're deep into your faith. Wherever we're at, I think the Lord always has more to give us. And the more we allow him to be on the throne of our heart and soul, the more we're going to know a grace-filled life. So may we strengthen as we receive the Eucharist today to open wide our hearts and to allow him deeper and deeper into our heart and soul. And so out there, we will be strengthened as his disciples. And it's a world that needs the grace of God, that needs the gospel message. And that oftentimes comes through you and me. So may we be strengthened through our yes to the Lord.